This is Chie Satanaka, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast. You better eat more meat. Hello and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick. Joining me as always is Taylor. What's up, Taylor? What up, Nikolai? How are you? All right, all right. You know, depressed. Cleaning up the trash. I can see the uh, broom in the background. No, my room's complete mess. Okay. That's just me needing to clean my shirt, my trash. You know. Got it. I thought you were cleaning up the trash. When you uh, when you work in the morning, you come home, you don't want to clean shit. True. But I don't ever want to clean anything. Ever. You don't. You don't. You... <laughs> but but you have to sometimes. Yep. But how is your household? It's all nice. Look at look at behind you. It's all clean and tidy. Yeah, this is one. This is our office, though. I mean, there's <laughs> literally a vacuum right there because we just cleaned it. So <laughs> your room. But is... you should see my room. My room is a mess. Like literally, the last like load of laundry or the last like session of laundry i literally just put all my clothes on the middle of my floor and then just picked from it i didn't put any of it away that's that's it, like that's, that's that right there yeah it's I'm just like wow i am a lazy sack <laughs> <laughs> normally i normally fold my clothes but today uh, this this load i did not should really get on that unappealing to the women so it's like mm-hmm. that yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, tired. Tired? Yeah. So what have you... Uh, I read some of your tweets that you played in this new game. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is this game? Called uh, Dark Deity. And it's basically... Uh, it's an indie game from a very small team, but it's very obviously inspired by, like, the... Uh, gba era fire emblem games so you have the little so it's a strategy rpg and uh yeah and so you get the little you know sprites on the map and then when they attack they do it pulls up the animation where they're side by side and they do their attacks or whatever um but it's really good from like a just the pure gameplay perspective um maps are always really varied and interesting like the map designs are really interesting like that's the thing i think that is really fallen behind in modern strategy RPGs. Like they have really tried to favor waifus and stuff, which I appreciate, but the map designs have really like, they're just so bland and uninteresting, but the gameplay part of the game is like, you know, put on the waist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like good enough to like want you to keep playing, but like, it's not the shining star. The gameplay here is the shining star of this game. Um, It's so good. So is it like exactly like Fire Emblem, where it has the, the rock, paper, scissors type of gameplay? Uh, there is a weakness system, but it's not like the weapon triangle. But it, it it's like, oh, you know, casters are strong against armor guys. Armor guys are strong against archers or whatever. So each, each class has a, a strength and weakness, and it's um, easily indicated on like the on the UI because like you have. Uh, like if you have a, you select a, a character to move, um, it'll pop up red and green arrows on the enemy troop. So if it's a up green arrow, that means the weak against the troop that you currently have, and if it's a red down down arrow, then that means they're strong against them. 
So it, it really helps when you're setting your team up before the map starts to like position everybody in the right spot so they're going, you know, you have the best chances for survival. And uh, but yeah, all the maps are really interesting. It's not just kill everybody. It sometimes it's there's just one big enemy. Sometimes like you got to free all the prisoners in this jail and then escape. There was one where I it was like kind of like an Indiana Jones like tomb where I had to like go get this treasure. But then when I picked the treasure up, like gas was filling this chamber and I had to like escape the chamber. So I had to leave a guy on the outside to flip all the switches so I could leave. It was, it was just really cool. There's some really innovative stuff that they're doing. So is there customization? Uh, in terms of characters? Uh, character, their items and stuff like that? Kind of, yeah. So I mean, it's like Fire Emblem where each character is stuck in a class. So like they'll start off as like a warrior. But then when you reach level 10, you can choose one of four classes to level up to. And then when you reach level 30, you can then um, branch into four other ones. So Sounds like Vandal yeah. Hearts. Mm, yeah, it's not like tactics where you can mix and match or anything like that. It's, it's very linear, but each uh, branch mm. is unique from one another, you know? So you can have technically like three different archers but they all do very different things and i think my favorite thing is the gear system because something i really don't like doing in rpgs is like managing your gear it's like every time you go to go you go to a new town it's like all right buy the new weapon buy the new armor and then sell the old stuff like this literally each character has four weapons equipped at all times so you have a power weapon a finesse which is like critical hit accuracy and then balance and so all you're doing is leveling up those four weapons per character and so you get like little tokens uh, after completing battles, and you can also buy them in the shop. But all you're doing is in, like leveling up or uh, you know enhancing those weapons. So you're not buying new ones. So they yeah, so, kind of like. So there's no weapons that give you different stats. It's all about leveling them up. Yeah, just leveling them up, and and it's like okay, well, you know, I have a a rogue. Do I want to really enhance their like critical hit weapon? So they're just really good at doing critical hits, or an archer that's really accurate or whatever. So I like, I kind of like that aspect. It's kind of unique. I've never really seen an RPG do something like that before, although I'm sure there's one that exists, but I liked it because I hate managing gear in RPGs, especially when you just have like, your whole bag is filled with just garbage, you know? Like, so annoying. Yeah. This is what the recent Tales games do. Hate that. Oh, yeah. Hate that crap. It's like, you get so many of the same items and there's like different qualities and then, Oh, fun. I'm hoping Tales of Arise changes. Yeah, I haven't seen how the loot system works in Tales. I mean, it's very simple. It's like weapon, armor, and then equipment, but I don't know. Or accessory, excuse me. Yeah. Um, like you'll. But yeah, I don't know uh, Yeah, how, how complicated it is, but yeah, it's fun. It's only 25. I mean, I got a review code, but it's only 25 bucks on Steam. Uh, it's only on PC right now, but uh, they said depending on how well it sells, they'll port it to consoles. So if you like strategy RPGs, uh, especially fire like classic Fire Emblem games, definitely give it a try. Um, I took it took me about twenty hours to finish it, and then once you finish it, it unlocks like customization options, like randomizers, like it basically unlocks mods. Like you can randomize the enemies, you can randomize weapons, you can randomize how much gold you get, like all this stuff. So yeah, if you want to kind of mess with your experience on the second playthrough, it's, it does, it does that. So by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have a review. So if you're curious, just go to my channel and watch my review. But uh, 
I highly recommend it. It's very did, fun. Did it get you like hooked where you just couldn't put it down? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I blasted through it whether I liked it or not because I knew this was going to be, you know, it, this is a total first world problem. But <laughs> so I'll, they're like, yeah, so we're going to send you a review code on the 15th. I'm like, cool, when's the embargo? When's the release date? And like, oh, we'll announce it during E3. I'm like, oh, okay. And so E3 comes and they're like, and the game's out right now. I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> that means it's a race to see who can finish the game and the review first. So, um, but I was genuinely like pretty hooked uh, on the gameplay itself. Like the story is okay. Um, it's, it's like every strategy RPG you've ever played. Oh, there's ancient artifacts and warring kingdoms and all that garbage. So yeah. that's good. That's nothing, good. Uh, nothing you haven't seen before. <laughs> so if you're into strategy RPGs, Taylor gives us thumbs up, two thumbs up, mm -hmm. three thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll also I'll, I'll put it this way. I I feel like every year there's one game that just comes out of nowhere that always su surprises me like in a really great way and I feel like that is going to be this game for 2021. It just it looked cool. I was kind of following it um cuz it was a Kickstarter game and I I follow it on Twitter. Uh but I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I have. It's it's really good. Uh, any uh, other other games that you played, or was that like that uh, was your focus for the whole time? There was another game, but I, it's the embargo is very specific. I can't even say that I have it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think there's a. I can say that I, the. I don't even know if I can say when the embargo is up, but let's just say there's another game that I've been playing for a review. That's I'll have a review out soon, and there's a lot of games coming out soon, so take a guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've just been playing guilty year strive Ooh, i i saw on discord that you're going to some locals so like uh, now that things are kind of opening up they're doing local tournaments and stuff again yeah nice seems it's cool seems cool uh i want to try it out i just want to play against people learn some matchups because that game it's fun but there's some matchups where it's like Okay, that's a lot of BS. Like, what the hell? Why are you supposed to do something against that? So I want to learn how, because it's obviously there. I just don't know it. And I have, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know it yet. So I just want to learn from others. It's like, okay, what actually can you do with this? Against this stuff? But the game is really good. Uh, I was actually, I left it on. I left it on on my screen, and I went to get some food, and I came back, and I was just staring at it. I'm like, holy crap. Games look so good now. <laughs> we just, are spoiled. I know. Sure. I'm just looking at it. I was like, it's crazy that just like 10 years ago, games were like pixels and looked nothing like this. Yep. Not nearly as uh, kind of blew me away. Fresh. Oh, yeah. Well, I think what's amazing is how fast Arc System Works has surpassed everybody else in terms of quality for fighting games like years ago like blaze blue and all these games guilty gear were so niche and now they're like they won't i mean they don't outsell street fighter and mortal kombat or anything like that but like it's their quality way, it sells way better now yeah you know what did it though mm. dragon ball fighters yeah i was just gonna say it was fighter fighter yeah. sold like 
three or four million copies. It sold really well. It, it put their it put their name out in the zeitgeist. All the the not fighter game you know enthusiasts actually know who they are. So now they're like, ooh, they made fighters, and that's a really good game. So this is like... yeah, because it's kind of a it's kind of crazy how many people playing and bought Strive. So and that's just the Guilty Gear game. Guilty Gear was like super niche. It was a niche. Well, I think it was more niche than Blaze. Probably. So, yeah. So, so now it's like, oh, that's pretty crazy. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, we'll get to this in, into this in a sec, but it's, I wonder what other games they're working on right now. Cause it seems like they're always working on a couple things. I think they're done with fighters finally, as far as making DLC characters, but, um, and then same with uh, Granbly, right? Like they're not making any other I DLC characters. Don't know that game fell off the map for me. Okay. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It was a great game, but the online wasn't uh, on par compared to Strive. Strive's online. It's like so bad. So bad. Exactly. <laughs> and um, going back, like I, I just remember, I when I was playing uh, Granbly, it was really fun. Online, when there's actually people online, it was actually fun. But then it's like, no one was online. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks. Well, everyone was on, everyone was on the East Coast, and that's just going to be like no fun for us mm. West Coast. So that's a bummer because the game looked cool, and this was like the real first, you know, like Grand Blue game in the West. Like the mobile game is technically available in English, but it's not, and it's huge. Same. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The game looked great. I they, I remember they they were making they're still making characters. I don't know if they stopped. But the game was very simple compared to Guilty Gear, though. Even though people are saying Guilty Gear is super simple compared to all the other ones, which you know, it's not super simple. It's simpler, but it's still complex. Like I see people, I was playing against some soul, some souls that are just ridiculous. Like they were like moving back and forth and going. I'm like, what the? How do you do that? On I can't do that on my on my fighting fight stick. So I'm like, oh, they got me playing on a pad. Interesting. Yeah. Crazy stuff you could do. Do they have auto combos like they did in Persona 4 Arena? No. No newbie garbage. No newbie stuff. No pressing. A A A A A A A A. There's a huge combo. There's none of that. <laughs> so people are happy that's not there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they only put that in there because they probably assumed that a lot of RPG fans are going to come in and they're going to play, but they're not going to have the patience to learn the combos and stuff. So, I mean, I get them. I remember when I first started Guilty Gear, I'm like, I don't want to relearn this. Uh, it's not fun learning stuff. And then once you learn everything, you're like, okay, this is actually really fun. I'm, on, I'm in the minority of that. I know people really like to learn stuff, but me starting from the bottom frustrates me. Hmm. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's hot. And I had another thing I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I completely forgot about it. So before we talk about the greatness that was E3, <laughs> uh, we're, I want to do the questions first. There's Switching it up today. Switching it up today, yeah. Um, just so we get end with E3. Because... After ta after talking about E three, I want to kill myself. And um, <laughs> yeah, so first, Spaghetti asks, "Have you guys heard of Shadows of Adam? 
It's an indie JRPG that's a love letter to FF6. I've heard of it. I've, I, I think it must have just came out or come out because a lot of people are talking about it recently. But um, I may have seen old screenshots or something, but to me it looks... It just looks like an RPG Maker game. And that might be... Yeah, it just... Detriment. Post it on... Yeah. Po- post the screenshots on uh, Discord. I want to see. Okay. I can't, I can't look on the computer. I have to look on my phone. Oh, I mean, here, I'll send you a link to the Steam page, and then it's got screenshots on there. But yeah, to me, it looks... Uh, yeah, I can't get past the graphics. It doesn't look very good to me. And I, and I could be missing out on a great game because I'm not willing to look past that. But to me, I just... Oh, it, it, it's a super classic. Holy crap. Yeah, okay. Not holy crap that it's bad, but holy crap, it actually looks interesting. But yeah, it, do, it does have that RPG maker feel, which isn't a detriment. Not to me. So, yeah. yeah uh, there, apparently, a lot, of pe- a lot of you guys have actually been introduced, or I've been talking about a bunch of indie JRPGs that we should try out. Uh, Castle 25 asks, I mean, not asked, but t- said, there is a more called Citizens of Earth and Space and Edge of Eternity are also ones we should, should check out. I've seen Citizens of Earth. It looks like a, um, like, inspired by Earthbound kind of game. And then Edge of Eternity, I heard that came out and was not very good. But could be wrong. No, no. Yeah, could be wrong. Could uh, be wrong. I need to make a list of all these, these indies and, then like, try them out. Not complete them, just try them out and see what they're like. Just for exactly. content, you know, you need to create that content for YouTube. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, if we heard of it, Shadows of Adam, uh, I'm going to check that out. And I'm going to check out Citizens of Earth and Space of Eternity. I know Hookah Lekong actually just beat an indie JRPG. He said, because actually the gauntlet was actually really good, but even like the story or something like that. Mm. Uh, speaking of Hookah, uh, he asks, what is your favorite JRPG on ever, every console you've played? Every JR, my favorite JRPG on every console I've played. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Let me try to run through this real quick. Okay, so PS4, probably uh, Dragon Quest XI. Uh, PS3, Nino Kuni. PS2, probably Persona 4. <laughs> uh, PS1, Final Fantasy VII. PSP, E7, Vita, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, Switch, probably Octopath Traveler, Wii U. I think the literally the only JRPG I beat was Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chron. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles. So that I guess <laughs> we the only one I played was really was uh, Last Story. I didn't really like the Last Story too much, but that's really my only answer. Uh, GameCube. I don't think I played a single JRPG from the GameCube. Uh, N64. I don't think it had any JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Nintendo. Probably Chrono Trigger. And then NES. Maybe Final Fantasy One, but that's super boring. Like NES JRPGs are like almost not worth playing. Uh, let me see. 3DS probably. 
Either Fire Emblem Awakening or Bravely Default. Uh, DS. Never really played any DS JRPGs. I don't know if you count The World Ends With You, but... You have. You have. I know you haven't. Pokemon, maybe? I don't know. Now that could count for you. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say you played Moon Factory. I'm like, no, wait, never mind. You did not play the DS. Not the Moon DS Factors. ones. Yeah, not the DS ones. Never owned a. Never played a GBA. Never played any of any of those other consoles. Uh, and then I guess Game Boy would be Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> oh, there you go. Whew. Never. And then I guess 360 would be Tales of Asperia, and then I've never played any Xbox consoles or Sega really. Okay. Go. Uh, I'm gonna do handhelds first. Uh, Game Boy, I guess Pokemon, because I mean that's the only one I really played on, po- on Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Advance, I really liked Fire Emblem, not Fire Emblem, uh, what's it called? Breath of Fire 1 and 2. That was, uh, played that on GBA. Final Fantasy Tactics is a, is a Advance is also one. Uh, for the DS, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2. Uh, 3DS, uh, it's hard, I don't know, kinda hard, like... I really like Radiant Historia. It's up there, but I also like Rune Factory as well. Rune Factory 4. But Radiant Historia is more JRPG in my book, so Radiant Historia wins. Great game. The 3DS uh, remake is not a downgrade, so don't believe anyone says that. People say that? Yeah, because the art is new. The art is different. I better, but... Yeah, people don't like the art. Uh... The Switch. I like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That was fun. Uh, let's do consoles now. Super Nintendo. Either Tales of Fantasia or Chrono Trigger. PS1, Tales of Destiny, obviously. I mean, there's no, no comparison. Yep. <laughs> there's so many. That, I mean, I enjoy a lot of PS1 JRPGs, but Tales of Destiny wins that out on pure nostalgia. Yep. So that happens sometimes. Yeah. PS2, PS2. I've played a lot and it's hard to narrow it down. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to do a Tales game because I would just say Tales of Destiny remake. Um, <laughs> hey, if that's your answer, then it's your answer. Can't do that. I can't do that. Can't do that for the people. Um, I like Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts mm. 2, Covenant. Uh, Grandia 2 is also a good one. Uh, PS3. Tales of Graces F. Uh, PS4. Gosh. Um, I forgot to do Vita. Vita was Persona 4 Golden. Um, and uh, PS4. It's a toss-up to Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Oh my god, there's so many. Old Steel series. Um, what else? PS5. I don't have any PS5 ones. Yeah. But I have a PS5. Not too many out. <laughs> but there's so many good JRPGs that you want to talk about. If you guys want us to talk in-depth more on certain JRPGs, please tell us. Like, minor spoiler cast. Wait. Yep. Just, yeah, tell us which one. Tell us which ones you want us to do. Uh, Surreal Killer asks, "Any guest in the future? How about content creators like yourself looking to reach a wider audience?" Yes, uh, we are just waiting for 
the next phase of Giant Sword Podcast. Let's just put that up. Um, Hollow Man asks, after playing through Tales of Hysteria, gotta say, like it a lot, I'm kind of baffled why people hate it so much. What are games that you enjoy that get a confusing amount of hate? Should I see a doctor? <laughs> no, you should not see a doctor. Hmm. Uh, Tales of Hysteria. Uh, I'm going to say Tales yeah. of Hysteria is a good game, but there are a lot of flaws in it, and I could see why people could hype it up because they're saying they, they, they hyped it up a lot. And it was uh, not complete, which is why I call it the Sonic 06 of uh, the Tales of series because it's there like it's there the game is there but a lot of things are missing or incomplete and broken hmm. uh taylor the one that immediately comes to mind is um fire emblem fates now granted it's been a very long time since i played it i mean i've only played it once and i was pretty much at launch and uh but man, people hate that game. <laughs> and it's not that different from Awakening, but I think people got upset because they leaned so hard into like the bonding waifu okay. husbando stuff. Which doesn't make sense because Three Houses is way worse. And that's right. beloved. Right. Yeah. So I don't that the hate for fates really confuses me. So because it's like gameplay wise, structure wise, it's so similar to Awakening. And then like you said, the the bonding waifu husbando stuff is just as bad, if not worse, in Three Houses. Worse. <laughs> and I like the characters. I like the 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 dynamic of like picking the families and stuff. And I like the character designs, honestly. Like they're very memorable, they're very distinct. Um, so I that one I don't get. But. Uh I, the only thing I do get is the the translation was subpar. They really screwed it up compared to the Japanese. It might not seem subpar if you didn't know, but they really just like really messed up with the the, Jap, uh, the Japanese to English translation. Oh, okay. Uh, well, for me, I mean, Tales of Stereo is obviously yeah, cool. right. <laughs> um, what do I like that people don't like? Is there a game that we like that? Oh, I guess Tokyo Xanadu, one of them? I don't know if people don't like it. I think people just don't know about it. <laughs> it's just underrated. Kind of a hidden gem, if you will. I mean, I guess Tales of Cold Steel series would be one of them. Because the the Trails fan... Did I say Tales of Cold Steel? I think you did. <laughs> Trails of Cold <laughs> Steel? Yeah. Uh, I, I know a lot of Trails fans say that it's the weakest out of the three, or out of the three series, and like he gets a lot of hate about it. I don't, I don't like. I've played all of them, and they're all different. And I do get Green is Miss is uh, Mister Good Boy, deserves all the women, but mm-hmm. I mean, you could not do that if you really want to. You could just uh, bond with all the guys and have the best friends in the world. Okay. Uh, it's mm-hmm. choose your own adventure. Well, see, here's the problem with Cold Steel, Nick. You got to play the three Sky games, and then you got to play the Crossbell games before you start. Okay, you can't just start with Cold Steel one. You got to play five other games first. Okay. <laughs> see, people, you don't have to do that. You can say, you can start with Cold Steel and play the series, and then you go to the 
Sky Series, which is what I did, uh, the cool thing is that you do see the connections. That's the only cool thing. Yeah. But you don't see them till three. So you could probably do like Cold Steel one and two. Right, you're talking, about the, you're talking about, the, about the spoiler connections? No, you see the connections throughout the entire series. I'm uh, the spoilery, the spoilery like characters all combining to Avengers. Yeah, that's that, three. I guess that's that's three and four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I played Sky One, and I'm like, I don't see any connections outside of very loose like bracer mentions of bracers and stuff. Like <laughs> that's because you only played Sky One. Well, whatever. <laughs> Sky Two, you would see a lot more. Uh, Spaghetti asks. What game is shown at E3 are you looking forward to play? Oh my god, so many. Um, really? I mean, Tales of Arise looks amazing. Uh, Freaking, you know, I'm getting irritated how many times they've shown Monster Hunter stories to. <laughs> every, not... every, it was like at every single conference. It was really funny. Dude, it's like how many goddamn story trailers? They had like, there's like 15 story trailers for that game. It's like, we got it, show some gameplay. It wasn't until the treehouse where I finally understood. Like they were just doing uninterrupted gameplay. I'm like, okay, I get it now. Finally, they just kept so- showing story trailers. I'm like, why are you hiding the gameplay? Like, what's happening here? Um, but yeah, that looks great. Um, bummed about. I mean, this is not what he asked, but I'm bummed that they delayed Rune Factory Five out of this year. That kind of sucks. Um, but just talk about the games, Taylor. We'll talk about E3 later. Yeah, okay, hold on. Let me look at my list of games here. Uh, let's see, Tales of Arise. Honestly, I guess that's the only one. Well, okay, this I don't think this is technically a JRPG. I would say this is like a you JRPG adjacent game. But You don't, you the, don't have uh, any game. This any series, it's fine. Oh, did he say any game? He just said game, not JRPG. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, what well, game's shown? Okay. Uh, well, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, that looks great. I mean, I've never played Advance Wars, and I'm excited to try it out. It looks great. Uh, obviously, Breath of the Wild 2. I love the first one. People dunked. They kept dunking on the Square Enix conference. I actually think that Guardians of the Galaxy game looks kind of cool. Um, I don't <laughs> okay. know if I'm going to play it at launch, okay. but... Okay, that Square Enix conference is crap. You got to admit, that was an awful conference. But the game was all right. Game, the game was yeah. fun to fun to watch. It was just yeah. too much of a focus. Yeah, later. No, for sure. Well, I think well, again, we'll, we'll we'll get into it later. But yeah, uh, let's see that. I'm trying to think of what else is coming out that's not necessarily a JRPG. Let me look it up. You you tell me yours, and I'm gonna look up some games. Only thing that I was interested in, obviously, Sales of Arise. I mean, it's duh. Yep. Uh, Halo, the Halo Infinite multiplayer looks interesting. The story really? does not. The story does not look interesting. The multiplayer looks fun to play with friends. Really? Um, yes. Uh, well, it is back- free to play. So exactly. So I'm like, okay, good. Um, Metroid Dread. I'm super excited for oh, that. Oh yeah, Metroid Dread. Uh, yeah. I think those are the. Good- I'm just gonna say those games for now, and then talk about the rest in E3. Okay, hold on. I'm looking very. I'm trying to quickly scan the release dates for the rest of the year to see if there's something I missed. Uh, let's see. Blah 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 blah. There's something coming out at the. 
Tales of Arise. I mean, Tales of Arise is probably the m game I'm most excited about, for sure. Um, let's see. November. You know, everybody got all hyped for SMT Five. I am not excited for that, like at all. Um, topic for later. Topic for later. Yeah, nothing. I'm looking at the list of game releases, but nothing else is really catching my eye. So yeah, it would be. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, freaking Tales of Arise, and then the, uh, whatchamacallit, Reboot Camp, the Advanced Wars collection. It's nice. Looks cool. Yep. Uh, Narrative Gatekeeper asks, what are your favorite weird JRPGs? By weird, I mean JRPGs that have unusual battle system, The World Ends With You, Legend of Legea, or JRPGs with a different vibe than the usual Final Fantasy Dragon Quest Tales derivative game. Hero Land, Eternal Sonata, Earthbound. Favorite weird JRPG. Hmm. We played a lot of those. I'll say the Atelier games are very weird. Would you consider those weird? I mean, now they're so you know commonplace, but back in the day, yeah, those are really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to say that, right? Because they are there's so many of them. Um, and you know what? You know what? Hard. I yeah, you know what else is a really weird JRPG? Persona. The Persona series is a weird JRPG. Uh, see, here's the thing. I feel like JRPGs in general are just weird. So to go above and beyond and say a weird, it's like saying a weird, weird thing. No. Yeah. So. See, I'm going. I'm going with this perspective. Okay, I'm thinking of just like okay. You think of a JRPG. I think of Final Fantasy Tales and Dragon Quest. What's weird compared to those? Persona is one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Atelier. Mm. Musical Rhapsody. Uh, let me like Eternal you. Sonata. Eternal Sonata was a weird JRPG. But even though, I think it was, it was kind of like a Tales Light game, wasn't it? But it was all about music. Yeah. Well, you like... Yeah, it's a Tales like game, and you play the Fever Dream of Frederick Chopin or something like that. So that, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. You want to you know, play? I, do you, you want to? You want to do loosely JRPG so you could do some SRPGs like Vandal Hearts. You want to play a game that's weird? Play a game where when you kill someone, blood splurts everywhere. <laughs> Like a geyser shoots out. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then it's like the most light. It's not really lighthearted, but it seems very lighthearted uh, game uh, art uh, art style. So it's very like it's very odd, very weird combination. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm really struggling to think of. Anything that's weird, I, and it, again, I, the the problem I keep coming back to is I think all JRPGs are kind of weird. So, to for to make it extra weird, I don't know what that would even be. Uh, I don't have a good answer. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm I'm right now I'm like sitting here googling like weird JRPGs and like nothing nothing is really coming to <laughs> mind, you know. Um 
Well, it, like I'm finding weird ones, but I don't really like any of them, right? Like Conception comes up. I didn't really like that game, but that's a pretty darn weird game. Um, you know what? This is pretty weird. I'll, I'll say uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That one's pretty weird because you're like, it's basically Persona, but like you dress up as pop idols and then like your personas, your personas that you summon are Fire Emblem characters. That's pretty weird. It was very so I, weird. It wasn't what everyone anyone expected. People saw Persona. Was it Shimigami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem? Like, well, that's going to be cool. Yep. And then it turned out to be this. Yeah, hmm. it's like, uh, hmm. what is this garbage? <laughs> garbage. No, but it's, I'm kidding. It's, uh, yeah, no, you're right. It was basically, people did not expect it, but it's, uh, it was good. It was godlike. Maybe not godlike. That might be a little strong. So you play a game where these artifacts are spread throughout the world that if you touch them, a creature comes from your subconscious and it could be a completely hot babe. And mm-hmm. um, and she and they, uh, you know, protect you and give you powers. And they're called blades. Wow. Go um, on. <laughs> That's just an extremely weird concept. It sure is. I feel like PS1 JRPGs were much more experimental and probably much more weird. I mean, so he, trying... he, he announced the ones that were, that I would have said, like Legend of Ligeia, super, yeah. super classic JRPG, and the battle system's really weird, but awesome at the same time. Yeah. Like Jade sure. Cocoon, like Jade Cocoon, which is Pokemon yeah, before Jade... po- Pokemon before Pokemon. Yeah, Jade Cocoon was pretty weird. Uh... Dude, you bought some really weird games. I did, and you, yeah. And you play them, and they're like, oh, "I can't play this. This is really bad." Yeah, some of them were just not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just had one in my head. Now it's gone. Come back. Shadow Madness. Yeah, Shadow Madness. That's one of them. Really weird. I mean, Final Fantasy X-2 is pretty weird, but again, I don't really, I didn't really like that game. Um, here's a weird one. I think just as a concept, Super Mario RPG is kind of weird. Like any Mario RPG, I think that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, On its like, own, you know, yeah, the Mario and Luigi series. Very, it's, well, a, it's, a, it's a JRPG, guys, and it's. Very weird. I mean, it's it's very different. It's Mario as an yep. RPG, pretty with great music. Yep. Um, Hookah Conk also asks: Can a lackluster or boring story and characters be redeemed by a great gameplay slash combat, or do you need to have both great gameplay and story in order to want to finish a JRPG? Well, I think I talked about it earlier. Um with Dark Deity. I mean, I know strategy RPGs aren't technically whatever JRPGs, but I was so excited to just continue playing, even though the story was fine. Serviceable. Uh, yeah, serviceable. I, I would say, I, I know a lot of people li- really love the story of Ease 8. I would say the same thing with Ease 8. The story was fine, but it wasn't like, oh my god, this is amazing. So I would say Ease 8 also. So to- totally, for me, I would say absolutely. Um, 
Now, obviously, the game is much better if it does have a compelling story and great gameplay. But um, for me, I think definitely I can I can look past a boring story if the gameplay is good. Yeah, you can have a boring story, but it must have good characters. If it has a boring story and boring characters, then it's just like really hard to get connected to these to the game, even with great gameplay. You could you could probably play the game for like two hours or three hours, or man, this is really fun, and then just get sick of it. I don't think you would be able to finish it. Not you in general, Charlie. Just you as a general sense. People, yeah, people. Yep. Smashmers asks, can you think of any tough or challenging completionist game goals you've completed that you regret? Like it wasn't worth the trouble and felt like a waste of time, or the game was a huge pain to do 100%. Ooh. I'm going to say I learned this when trophies first started coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted, I was like, oh, trophies are going to be so cool to play on RPGs. And I started playing the trophies for RPGs, and I looked at them, and they're like, fight. This character a hundred thousand million times, and they're like, "Uh, what? Yeah, ain't nobody have time for that." Exactly. And I just decided that, like, yeah, trophies are always the time. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of RPG RPG trophy lists are not good. Um, There's some that are super easy where you just play the game and then. Play like one playthrough and you get them all. But then there are others where it's like, I need you to find every single secret story scene. And I'm not going to give you a number or, you know, I'm not going to give you a goal. I'm just going to say, find every scene. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how do I know how close I am to finding it? Yeah, that kind of stuff always annoyed me. Like when. Or when it's hard to track, you know, or there's no way to track it. Like you said, beat this, beat this enemy X number of times, but then the game doesn't have a menu system that tracks it for you. It's like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> I think the worst ones were the early, like in the early days where um, it's like, be number ranked number one on online leaderboards. Like that's, no one's going to get that. Oh, dude. That was the only trophy I needed to platinum Rayman Legends. It was they have these daily challenges, and one of them was to be number one for the day. And I was like, I just couldn't do it. I tried so many times. I'm like, I hate trophies like this. So annoying. But I'm trying to. I mean, I did. Pla- I platinumed quite a few. I've platinumed quite a few JRPGs. Um, and I, I don't think you've ever said that you like it wasn't worth it. Yeah, um, I will say there were some really annoying ones. Like, I feel like the uh, Platinuming Soccer Awards, I don't think was super fun, but um, I really enjoyed that game. So for me, it was one of those things where, like, I just want to do everything this has to offer because I really like it. But um, yeah, Soccer Awards was probably my least favorite that I platinumed because I'm trying to think of other JRPGs I platinum. I got Ease 9 Platinum, Final Fantasy 15, and then that's probably it because usually, like you said, getting platinums for RPGs is really hard or not fun. So, getting the platinum for Final Fantasy 15 worth it? I suppose. I suppose it's... there were a couple really annoying trophies. 
Like there's this secret dungeon and is that the one where you have is... to find get the flying car to do so? Yeah. And the dungeon is unlike anything in the game. It's all platforming. So you know, there's I just remember there was all these weird angles and you have to like fall at weird it was so strange. But um and I just remember getting frustrated. But I got I got to be honest, I kind of like the kind of puzzles I like, I like time trial puzzles. Like, oh, you know, beat this thing in two minutes. So that's why I think my favorite trophy list ever is probably Gravity Rush, because so many of them are based around doing those time trials. And I'm like, oh, it's just so much fun to try to, um, yeah, just try to master that and just get a little bit better, a little bit better. So anyway, I think I'm done talking about that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Dari Sham asks, is Shimagami Tensei 5 going to bring the series into the mainstream? Friends of mine are saying it won't. Nocturne Remaster didn't get much attention, but I do th don't think you can really compare a remaster to a mainline game. I'll say, uh, I'll say right that, away, I no, so. I don't think so. I just think at its core, what this game is, I just don't think it can ever be mainstream. I think, um, I mean, and that you know, maybe that's not fair, but it's really dark and grim. Almost, oh, it's almost always you get turned into, into like some kind of demon thing. And then it's the post-apocalypse. At least that's what ha exactly what happens in Nocturne. I'm sure everybody's yelling at me, that's not what happens in 4! But, um, and then it's just, a, it's a dungeon crawler. Like I said in my review, it's a dungeon crawler masquerading as a traditional JRPG. Like, there's like, you know, a world map and there's like things to explore, but like the story is so few and far between and stuff. And I know people say that, you know, four is very different from three and five looks even more different than that, but I don't think so. I just, to me, it doesn't feel like it has that it factor. Like I'm sure that that's the hardcore SNT fans are going to love it. The hardcore JRPG fans are going to love it, but it's, I just don't think it, this is the one. Not the one. I still don't know how Persona Five exploded the way it did. I mean, I have some idea, um, probably because of Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. 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 Can't talk it. Yeah. They kind of brought it into the forefront because it is a very niche game, and it's not for everyone because it's super Japanese. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think I think the golden version had a lot to do with it. I think I still think it, I could be wrong, but I think it's the the highest reviewed uh, Vita game. Uh, and yeah, and so like whenever you bought a Vita, which granted not a lot of people bought Vitas, but when you buy a Vita, you got to get golden. And I still remember when I got my Vita. Such a good day. Ugh, such a good system. So good. And then I'll never forget when they did the gameplay, not not the thing we stayed up for, but when they actually revealed gameplay. It was trending worldwide that day. And I just remember pe people like being blown away by like the menus because like, I just I'm, I mean, people cosplayed as the game's menus. I've never seen anybody cosplay a menu before. <laughs> like <laughs> and like it just looks stunning. It was so stylized. I, I think the art style did a lot just to capture people's attention um because we all agree it is weaker than four persona five story-wise and character-wise 
Story-wise and character-wise, yes. But I think, obviously, visuals and gameplay-wise, it's superior. Yes. So, and then the music is, like, I think is totally subjective. It's, like, they're very, they're similar in a lot of ways. It's, you know, so you, it's just, like, take your pick type of thing. And I want to play, um, cool, I want to play Persona 4 again. Do you? Yes, actually, I do. Because I can actually stand it, too. <laughs> do you? That sounds fun. Uh, I was uh, going on a rabbit uh, down a rabbit hole at work today. Uh, mm-hmm. I started watching a bunch of Smash reveals, character <laughs> reveals, like reactions. Yeah. And I still can't believe Joker is in Smash. What the? Yeah. I was I was watching this. And I'm like, how is this a thing? How? Right. It yeah. blew me away. Pretty crazy. And then Sephiroth. <laughs> right after the Minecraft character reveal is Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, it was... Sephiroth. Yeah, well, I mean, this this is totally... I mean, well, maybe we'll get to it, but what did you think of... What's his face? The guy from Tekken. Oh, Kazuya? It's, uh, I mean, it's expected. Sure. It's like there, I mean, I mean it's, it's very obvious that Sakurai is a fighting game fan. Yeah. So he's bringing like characters from every popular franchise. Um, hmm. I can maybe be able to see a scorpion or something. That would be wild. Um, here's my question: Did I is Hihachi a guest character in another recent fighting game? Because I swear when they revealed him, like, oh, they're having another Tekken character. I thought Hihachi was already in the game for some no, reason. No, he's not. Is he a? Guess I'm trying to think. He must be in some other game. Or well, I dreamt he, that. No, I he's definitely that. in another game. I think he's in First Place in All Stars, isn't he? Well, there's that, but I feel like it was recent. Like, oh, Soul Caliber, maybe. I don't. He doesn't have a weapon though. I swear, like Hihachi got announced as a guest character in something recently, and no idea. I don't know what that. Is. Because I'm trying to think of what's even popular right now. I mean, it probably it's just a. Just think of the Japanese fighting game series: Sam Show, King of Fighters, uh, Fighting Lair, EX Lair, Melty Blood. That's it. No, <laughs> Melty Blood. Yeah. Oh, my I'm gonna, God, what? I'm gonna go to the next. It. Next question. Uh, Surreal Killer asks, have you ever been recognized in your real lives as the internet star as you are? If so, how did it go down? Uh, Let's see. I don't think so. I mean, Um, compared to conventions, but like it was on it was like on my way to a panel or something like I remember at MAGFest when we had a Blistered Thumbs panel. Um, and, like, maybe at one other time, but, like, that's pretty much it. I mean, you got to think about it this way. I'm nothing compared to Taylor or Shadow. I'm I'm Polly in Rocky 1 when he gets the news crew to interview Rocky. And Polly's like, mm. uh, what about me? And the news anchor's like, what about you? That's, that's me. <laughs> that is me. Taylor's rock. 
That's uh that's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Taylor's the one who always gets recognized. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, Shaft asks, with the Final Fantasy IX animated series news out, what do you guys think other Final Fantasy games would be animated live-action mediums like Final Fantasy Tactics as a live-action TV series like Game of Thrones? Yeah, I, I think Tactics would work better as an anime. I just don't know if that would translate because it's so, the you know, it's very stylized with its art style. Like, I don't know if doing live-action would work. And I wouldn't want it to be live-action because... They would completely ruin it. I mean, have you guys seen the Resident Evil Netflix ad- uh, adaptation? So I <laughs> looked at the cast. I'm trying not to be this guy, right? But they, so Lance Reddick, who I like, is going to be um, Wesker. And he looks, to me, he also doesn't really, he doesn't come off as a villain. Like, he's he's not a good villain, I don't think. Like, if they wanted a, a, a black actor to play i feel like idris ilba would have been a great choice like i just i recently watched that um that uh, fast and the furious spinoff and he's the villain in that and i'm like he plays a good villain so i just can't buy lance reddick as a bad guy i guess um and then it was all females and i'm like who i don't even know who these actors are playing because i thought it was going to be like retelling the first game or something because i'm like Okay, there's no other guys, so I don't even know what this series is going to be about. What is it going to be about? It looks like a VOC uh, or something. Right? Yeah. So that, that is why I don't want it to be live action. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. After all this, uh, Western media is uh, weird at the moment. And it's ru- and uh, the people creating it are ruining a bunch of franchises. So let's keep all the franchises away from the Western media for right now. Yeah. Um, I would love to see, dude. Final Fantasy Tactics as the style in the cutscenes, or the lines would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. And you know what they need to do? They need to remake Final Fantasy Tactics. There's a lot of things I need to do with Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> They're just uh, not going to do. So this is what you guys are going to do. When Project Triangle Strategy comes out, everyone buy it. So it gives okay. Square... It's like, oh, people actually likes, like these type of games. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to bring out Final Fantasy Tactics. All right. Exactly. That is the final question. So let's move... To the profound darkness that was E3. Oh boy. Um, is it everything you've ex- you expected, Taylor? Wonder- I don't know. I mean, no, I thought I thought it was a outside of Nintendo, and even in a lot of ways with Nintendo, it was a pretty big letdown. Like a lot of the conferences were like they just didn't have something to show, or they showed like one game, or they only showed games we knew about, and it was like. I totally understand that COVID messed a lot of things up. Like I recognize that and I'm very forgiving of that. But if you didn't have anything to show, then just don't do a conference maybe. Yeah. Like I remember Bandai Namco had a conference and all they did was show um, that horror game franchise, which we already knew about. I'm like, okay. Which like, game? Just... Which, which game did they show? Because I didn't, I didn't watch it. 
I didn't watch any of the stuff because I heard they're all bad. I only watched Xbox, Nintendo, and Square Enix with you guys. Yeah. Uh, what a Bandai Namco show. Yeah. It was. I think it was. It's called like House of Ashes or something. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology is the name of the series. They've been doing these like every year. It's sort of like a uh, Until Dawn style game. It's like a horror game, and then you move around. And it's sort of like adventure game where you make choices and stuff like that. So it's that style of game. Is that the but one that they showed off at Xbox? Where it's like a, like it was an armies in the temple. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, that and then like Square Enix or not Square Enix Capcom was like you wanted it so we're making DLC for Resident Evil Village but we can't say what it is I'm like okay okay <laughs> and then they showed another trailer for Monster Hunter Stories 2 it's like okay and then uh, I think they had an update for Monster Hunter Rise and then it was Eastwards <laughs> It was that, yeah. They showed a, you know, what they showed a lot of was that new, the great Ace Attorney or whatever. Oh yeah, they showed that too as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it's all fine, but there was nothing new. So again, it was like, what was the point? I, I felt like that was the general theme of most of these, uh, smaller conferences. It was like, it was why? like what was the point? Yeah. Um, I did. I was really happy to see, uh, about. Seven, eight, nine, ten limbo clones. That was fun. <laughs> so running from left to right. Yeah. Uh-huh. With an extremely nice stylized uh, art style. Yes. Yep. But, um, I did. And, uh, Xbox was fun because they kept showing stuff off. Stuff that like, like, like out of all the conferences other than Nintendo, it actually felt like E3 from xbox it was fun yeah. it was just game after game after game after game after game um i'm at the point right now where I remember back in the day seeing a new battlefield seeing how awesome it looked would actually like i wouldn't play it because i'm not into battlefield because huge game huge war games aren't my thing um it would look impressive like visually and stuff like that. But now the new one, I'm just like, is this, are we still here? I feels like I've been watching the same game and the same trailers and the same, like <laughs> uh, the same beats for like 10, 15 years now. Yep. And I just feel like this is game is the gaming industry right now in a rut. Depends on where you look. Because it's just like it's just remakes, remasters, indies that you walk left to right. <laughs> uh very unique games, which actually uh, unique games that just look yeah. really visually interesting. Um oh man, there's one game that I was like, holy uh which one was it? When they showed worms and then Nintendo. You know, yeah. the Worms of Arena? I'm like, holy yeah. crap! An actual game that looks as just a game. It had no, it's not like a super story-driven, epic showcase game. It's like, holy, it's all it is is, hey, you're a worm, and you're in an arena, and blow the crap out of each other. I'm like, that's the stuff I miss. I miss 
Games are just games. Yeah. You're just jump and shoot, man. Jump and shoot, man, yeah. There's there's others. I remember there's other games. Oh, like Metal Slug Tactics. Holy oh, crap. yeah, that looks great. That looks yeah. great. Oh, like, that feels like a game. It's a game. Yeah, totally. No, that looks awesome. I totally forgot to mention that, but yeah. that looks really cool. Uh, but I hope I hope you guys actually get like my mindset. It's like I want conferences to show games that like, I want games that come back as like not as a franchise, but just hey, we're gonna make a game that's fun, right? You play the whole thing is not the game itself is not. Tr- Playing a game and getting unlocks and getting achievements or getting all this stuff. The game you could play over and over again, doing the same exact shit over and over again, and you would enjoy it because it's fun. Like old school Counter Strike, old school PC gaming. You you know what kind of games I'm talking about, right? Like sure. Rocket, like Rocket League. Rocket League's great. Rocket League was a great game. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were there were a lot of games shown, so my mind is totally drawing yeah. a blank. If Mine there, is, is too. There... Yeah, but um, I remember. Okay, so they showed, they showed Back for Blood, right? Which is that just pretty cool. It's a Left for. I mean, I've played it. It's Left for Dead. It's it's Left hmm. for Dead with some like card system where you could create stuff, create like a loadout and stuff. It's interesting. It's fun. Uh, I felt broken because it was like super alpha, so I can't wait to play the beta. Um, that looks fun. But then they showed off some weird... Oh, I just felt forced vampire game at the end of the Microsoft oh, conference. yeah. I was like, I just... this is the cringiest thing I've seen. And they haven't <laughs> shown any gameplay of it. But this is like the straight-up cringe. Yeah, that didn't look good. Yeah. You want to talk about straight-up cringe? Let's talk about Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Did you even play it? Oh, you can't play it, can you? I can play it on a PS5. Yeah. I've heard that it it's fun to play, but boy, does it not look great. And the character designs are super generic. Like that, that's what I've heard. Yes. It pl- it's like it plays weird. Like it, it feels like it's kind of stiff. It plays unique, but the, the the art style just doesn't do it any favors. Yeah. It's in a weird place. Just like Babylon's Fall. Oh my god, Babylon's Fall, dude. Wow. That game looked worse when they showed it again. Because I, I watched, like, as the Square Enix conference was starting, I was re-watching that Babylon's Fall trailer. I'm like, this trailer looks kind of muddy. And then when the trailer popped up, I was like, is the stream bad? Like, what's happening? But that's just the art style. And I'm like, whew. Yeah, this game's going to be rough. Um, they're showing multiplayer though in the trailer, so maybe the game will still look or still play like it did in the uh, earlier trailer. If you're only playing by yourself, don't know. But they're trying to show off yeah. multiplayer, and it just looked it didn't feel it didn't look right. Yeah, it looked really slow for a platinum game. Usually, platinum <laughs> games are like lightning fast, and to me, this just looked so slow. I just uh, where do you watch? You're watching that on your stream, right? I was watching most of it on my stream, and then my internet pooped out. And yeah, then I but you're, you, you guys. I'm pretty sure you're watching. You watched the Babylon Fall on your stream because yeah. I remember your face. Because I was watching yeah. it, and I, and then deep down, I was like, "This 
is very disappointing. Like, I feel like the people who are looking forward to this is disappointing. And then I looked at your face and you're just like, complete, like, utter shock and disappointment yeah. in your face. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, hmm. Okay. It's like, yeah. E3 was, the E3 was just like, really weird choices the conference. The choices a lot of devs make does not make sense. No, you're right. But we could talk about the we could talk about the Nintendo conference, which was very fun to watch, and it threw me back. It was like, holy crap, we are in 2003 again. <laughs> they showed Metroid, which is like a 2D Metroid, and then when they showed Attack, um, Advanced Wars, and then Mario Party, and then Mario Golf. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to get my GameCube and bring my, P uh, my Game Boy Advance over to my friend's house, play some games. Yeah. And that, that, that's what that conference... Even the game, like, even though the game, a lot of the games I'm not going to play, the game just showed off. I was like, yes, this is what I miss. Games. Totally. Yeah, I want to look up... There was... Uh, Nintendo often likes to do this thing where they show this, like, graphic of all the games they're putting out. And I want to pull it up real quick just to see um, what, uh, like, what they're putting out and what's if I'm missing anything. Because I feel like there's like a game or two that I'm totally okay. Here we go. Uh, so out now, coming in the summer, monster. Oh well, uh, this didn't get shown anywhere, but I'm excited for Neo: The World Ends with You. Uh, that looks cool. Um, yeah, Guardian. Was it not shown? Uh, I think it was like shown in a Todd or something like that. Oh, maybe. Oh, that new Mario and Rabbids. Well, they didn't show any gameplay, but I really <laughs> liked the first Mario and Rabbids. I 100%ed that game. That was really fun. Okay. You remember that game, right? Okay. Was it a grid based yeah. game? Uh huh. Yeah. It's it's more like XCOM than like tac Final Fantasy Tactics. No, but was it like at the first one? Was it like more you move in a grid? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so now the sequel, they move around like in Valkyrie Profile. Or Valkyrie Profile, Valkyrie Chronicles. Valkyrie Chronicles, holy shit. Oh, do they? Yeah, I mean, did you, you, didn't, you didn't see the gameplay? Well, okay, so that might be deceiving because the way the first game played is there's like a world map that you like freely can control the characters and there's like secrets you find. But then like once you get to a battle, it like puts you into a typical grid battle. So maybe that's what. No, those no, no. early gameplay trailers are really hard to tell, like what's happening. So no, no, I'll show you. I'll show you it after after the podcast. Okay. But it, okay. it's it go. They changed it up. It's more like you have like a zone where you could run and you could run, hit a character, and run back. It's really interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I love Valkyrie Chronicles. So not gonna not gonna sneeze at that. Um, I like how they kept. They said that Metroid Prime Four is still being worked on. Um, I know, right? But I'm glad they showed off Metroid Dread. Ah, uh, that, that was out of nowhere. I was so surprised to see that. I was like, "Oh, cool!" Super. Excited. Never played. A, I never really have played a Metroid game before, like ever. So I this, might check that out. This is why I said it reminded me of 2003 because, or 2001. I don't know what day. It was a long time ago. Back when the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because when I had my Game Boy Advance, I borrowed my friend's Metroid Fusion, and oh my gosh, I love that game. Mm. That game was so fun. 
easy as hell now, but it was so fun. It's super memorable. And to see them actually make a sequel to that, where it's, you know, not its own timeline or prequel, it actually is Metroid 5. It's like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see what they're doing. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's going to be on the Switch, and I'm happy. But That's there is... Perfect handheld game. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, and they're missing Switch Pro. Dude, I, I, it was so funny. All the rumors leading up to E3, and none of them came true. Like, none of them. Really? That's a good thing, though, isn't it? I know, it is. Yeah, because I was like, so, the Switch Pro. I mean, there, there was rumors. I remember, uh, what's his face? Uh, Abe was talking about a new F-Zero game. They were talking about, like, this um, XCOM game with Marvel characters. There was all these rumored games, and, like, none of them showed up. And I'm like, hmm, funny. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> One of the funniest, because they started off with, what did they start off with? Casio, right? With the Smash character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they moved to Life is Strange. And I'm like, no, no. No, it's a Square Enix office. Square Enix again. And then right after, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then it got good. Yeah. I was freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're porting all the Danganronpa games. I know people are excited about that. Let's finally get that on Switch. Has it really... I like the art style of that, of those, of that series. Very mm-hmm. appealing. No, it's... Yeah, it's cool. The first game's fun. It's like a yeah, visual novel kind of murder mystery sort of game. I, it, it rides this line of being like super dark, but then like funny somehow. It's really bizarre. Like I don't know how they managed to pull it off. It's also the story of that game is very interesting. Not the in the game, I'm saying of the game, where the reason why we got it on into the West is because there's this very dedicated group of people or translating the PSP versions and making patches for it. Mm-hmm. And it got super popular from those from those fan translations. Interesting. And then they brought it all over and people started freaking out. And now it's a huge franchise. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious if they'll ever make more. Because they uh the guy who made that, they recently did a game called like the World Ends Club or something like that. And apparently it it was okay, so I'm wondering if they'll go back to Danganronpa. Um, I hear the ending of the third game is kind of wild, so I'm not sure uh, if it's possible. I mean, but... technically, they are making a third, a new game. It's a the beach episode. The beach episode. It's a you know the little board game that they showed up, the little board game game that they showed oh, up. I and still it, and am it, not and, clear what that is, but and yeah. And I'm calling it the beach episode because it's obviously they're on a tropical resort hmm. and you get like fan service stuff in there. They're like, oh, it's the beach episode. Yep. And it's all the characters from like all the past games, so. And obviously they, some, of those di- some of them die, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering what if they just threw cannon out the window for that side game or if um, something weird happens at the end of three where something crazy is going on. I don't know. You know what was strangely missing from the the, conf- from the Nintendo conference? Bayonetta 3? 
Oh no, okay. That game doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> Project Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that didn't show up at Square or Nintendo's conference. I'm like, huh. Nothing showed up at Square, Weird. so. No. No, okay. They pulled a freaking. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is on the PS4 finally again. Where it's like, we are remaking all the classics. Pixel remake. And it's like, yeah. oh, sweet. Are they doing HD 2D? 2D HD? Mm-hmm. No. And only on mobile. And is it mo- on PC? And yeah, it's like, it's like, no. What? No. Oh, hi. Oh, so close. We are so close. Maybe, I mean, maybe it still exists. Maybe they're making like one of the classics in HD 2D. Or, so. I feel like the potential, like, the sky's the limit with that HD 2D engine. I, I know it's only in Unreal 4, but I'm saying, like, what they're doing with that art style, like, the, what the Dragon Quest 3 remake looks like is incredible. Like, remake every classic Super Nintendo JRPG in that style. Like, I don't care. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 4, 5, 6, you know, whatever. Do it. That seeing the HD2D stuff gives me an inkling of hope that we will get an HD2D Tales game in the future. It could be the far <laughs> future. It could be the far future, but I have a feeling that we could be getting a, a, a one again. Like maybe you know a, what? like a side game, like maybe like a Switch exclusive kind of game. But yeah. we'd still get one. So I'd like to present to you. I was going to make a predictions video for E3, and then it just time got away from me, and I never got around to it. So I'd like to read for you my predictions, because you mentioned the Tales thing. So here were my predictions, and literally not a single one even showed up. So my first one was I thought we were going to get a new Fire Emblem game, and I thought for sure it was going to be a remake. Um, there's a Super Nintendo game that the West never got called Genealogy of the Holy War. I thought that was a slam dunk, easy as pie prediction. Didn't show up. I thought we were going to get a Final Fantasy 16 release date. That didn't show up. There were rumors going around that Persona was going to come to Xbox leading up to E3, and so that was a prediction I wrote down. Didn't show up. Uh, this is the only game that literally showed up at all. Um, Babylon's Fall was going to get a release date for this year. That didn't happen. Uh, we were going to get more <laughs> Tales games. There were, again, there were, there were like rumors and even listings for like a Destiny collection and stuff. And I'm like, interesting. But like with Arise coming so soon, I feel like that'd be kind of weird to do that right when Arise is coming, you know? Um, and then this game sort of disappeared from the Switch, but I thought we were going to get a release date for Genshin Impact on Switch. But maybe they're waiting for the Switch Pro, if that even is a thing, because the rumor is that like they're having trouble getting it to run on Switch, which people always forget how weak power-wise the Switch is. They're like, "Why just put it on there? The, the Witcher can run." It's like, yeah, but have you seen how bad the Witcher looks on the Switch? Like, it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's running at like 540p. Like, it's not. It's not pretty. Um, and then I thought we were going to get some more HD 2D Final Fantasy remakes because they were doing, they were switching up the icons for mobile and with all the Final Fantasy games. And I'm like, why are they doing this? Well, now we know why. <laughs> and 
and it was not good not a good reason so anyway i apologize for that detour but i just remember i'm like wow i just had hilariously bad predictions <laughs> no i think you had hopeful predictions of a normal e3 e3's dead so it's just i don't know i don't know if this trend is continuing because it seems like the game industry is finally falling on its head in what uh, way it's just there's too much stuff coming out and people are just not interested anymore the only too thing, much stuff as in too many games or too many conferences or what do you mean too many games that are exact same as other games. The only things that were the only things that were um, hyped up were just the classics, pretty much the Nintendo, the Xboxes, the just the Xbox conference. All the stuff that was actually people were happy about were franchises that we already knew about, uh, new sequels, and um, all the new stuff that was showing off. It's like okay. We've seen this game already. Or it was just really forced cringiness. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, here, uh, the trend that I think needs to really die is the uh, trying to make everything a game as a service. Because I feel like there have been so few of those that have succeeded, and there have been so many that failed. It's like, I think people need to, I think some of these big publishers need to swallow their pride a little bit and be like, all right, we're just not built to make this kind of game, so we're just not going to make that game. And I understand they want to make all the money, but sometimes making a lot of money is good. You don't need all the money. It's game of services that they've been make, making. What games? Outriders, Avengers, Division... Uh, I feel like every company, I mean, Destiny, Destiny is really I, the only one I feel like that has successfully managed to uh, like keep it going. And even weirdly enough, I think Genshin Impact is doing a good job of like with what it does. Um, and it made a lot of money. And I think player, and that's the hard balance, right? Is making a quality product that people enjoy and it continues to make money and it doesn't anger the players. Like, I feel like Destiny and Genshin Impact are the only two that really have found a great balance of that. Um, but one, I think, like you've said, or, or I don't know if you've said this, but I've heard people say that like there's just not enough time in the day to play like more than one of these games, right? So it's like if you have your game that is a game as a service and it has multiplayer, it's like you're locked in. So whatever comes out, like Anthem's another one, right? That failed, tried and <laughs> failed. Um, like everybody is trying this and so few people uh, have really struck gold with it. And I like to think that like we're nearing the end of that maybe, but who knows? I think I would like I would like the game industry to stop trying to appeal to the Starbucks-loving, hipster, postal elite person. I so want... Got it. <laughs> I want... I think, like, in my humble opinion, I think 
They should. What does that even mean, by the way? Explain that. What does that mean? What is a no, 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 Starbucks no. drinking coastal elite? <laughs> I, what does trying to appeal to that person mean? Like, oh my gosh. People are going to hate me for this. But you know, it's like the freaking, uh, what was it called? The 2K one where it's like, we need diversity and inclusion and all this stuff in our games and stuff like that. And it's like, what does heck, heck has to do with anything? Or, um, oh man, I'm blanking right now. But let me continue. It's like, instead of appealing to those players, because those players exist, they should appeal to, to the neckbeard gamers. <laughs> I'm not saying okay. like we're all neckbeard gamers. I'm just saying like people who know like who would get a lot of gaming terms instead of trying to appeal to like this is what I'm trying to get at. Trying to yeah. appeal to a broader audience and trying to appeal to like the, the conferences are trying to appeal to um the normies that the we brought in. That 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 era. Okay. Sh they should bring they should start appealing to the old school PC neckbeard gamers who were <laughs> there for when Quake was a net, like Quake and Doom and those type of games. So it's all about gameplay, you know? Yeah. So they're showing off. God. They're showing off. There's like, oh, they're talking about the game. They show off all the game specifications and all that crap. So it's all like focusing on game, uh, like the game terminology, not trying like appeal, like, Epic, go join an epic journey with your bros and play Among Us. You know, I see. I'm I'm being a curmudgeon, and I want the game industry to come back to the PC master race style that it used to be, mm. where games like Unreal and Quake and Commander Keen. <laughs> it used to be the, the thing. I mean, come on. Commander Keen was a kitty PC platformer, and it was awesome. And it was silly. It wasn't realistic. It wasn't... I dismissed... I want realism to go away. Is that better? Enough with the realism, realistic type of games. I Let me want... tell about a game that just came out called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Looks awesome, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like... Sony used to freaking uh, go for games like that. They're not anymore. They're going for the realistic third-person adventure game. I mean, the sad reality is that's just a pure business decision. Cause I know. They tried, they tried making more Little Big Planet. They tried Sly Cooper. And just they tried Knack twice. Like, none of those games hit. Or else they'd keep making them. Puppeteer... Um, nothing breaks my heart more than how poor Puppeteer did. I love, I love that game. That game's so good. Okay, did it make did did it make enough money, or did it just like not make Call of Duty money? Because I feel, I hate saying I feel all the time, but I feel that the industry needs to lay back on the money making dealness, uh, bring back the budgets of games, so they don't you know they don't have to look ultra super realistic some graphics all the time right yeah they could look they could look like uh style 
do a, a good stylized game. Like Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands, when it first came out, was super stylized and cool until it got really cringy and weirdness. <laughs> so as soon as you hit the start button? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Um, no, I mean, it's funny you say that, because I remember, like, even as Sean Layden was sort of leaving PlayStation, he was saying that it's like, the budgets are just ballooning, and the games are getting bigger, and it's like, we need to figure out a way to make, like, 10 to 12 hour games every three years instead of like 50 hour games every five years. It's like, I agree. Like I played Resident Evil Village. That game's like nine hours, but I loved it. It was great. It was like a super great tailored experience and it doesn't need to be a big long thing. But then it's got like mercenaries mode for replayability. It has unlocks. So you can just go in with unlimited ammo and just like melt faces on fun replays, you know? So like I've gotten my money's worth with that game. Come so on, guys. I'm... No, keep yeah. on. No, I was just saying, like, you're talking about budgets. Like, I think budgets are definitely getting way out of control. Um, and the problem is everybody's trying to compete in that space, and there are very few companies that can. I mean, look, look, look what happened to Cyberpunk, right? They got so ambitious with what they wanted to do with that game, and they just fell on their faces. So like... look, at, look at Star Citizen. It was announced in 12, 2012, and it was, like, the biggest Kickstarter ever you know, Kickstarter game ever. Still hasn't come out, still in alpha phase, and it has the biggest feature creep ever. All it needed to be was a freaking fight, uh, a space flight sim combat, flight, split, flight combat sim yeah. where you could explore a world and do, you know, wing commander stuff. But no, they had the, oh, you can explore planets, there's first person mode, there's all this crap. It's like, no. There's <laughs> all this crap. It's just, Make the, make Wing Commander and make it online. Oh, you no make Wing Commander free, uh, wing, freelancer Wing Commander and make it online. That's all you needed to do. They didn't do that. Yeah. All you have no, to do, right. all you have to do, is make Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You don't have to make Tony Hawk Pro Skater live service with sixty four players in a huge city where you can all be skating at the same time. No, you can make a you can make a couple levels, I make a few levels and do silly over the top skateboarding moves and sell it for 30 bucks. Yeah. It would sell like hotcakes. And it did. I mean, the remaster is I think the best selling Tony Hawk game ever, if I'm not mistaken, or it's it's up there. So it's like clearly people still want this stuff. Why do you think Nintendo stuff sells as much as well as it does? Because it still harkens back to the past. And it's a game. Imagine yeah. imagine them quality. Yeah, imagine them making an HD 2D Mario game. Can you imagine that? An HD 2D Mario game. That would be interesting. You make it like they literally just call it like Super Mario 4 or something. The Super like Mario World 2. Some, yeah, something something like Super Mario World Three because Yoshi's Island is too. But yeah, yeah, it's all I have to do. That would be awesome, mm. man. World sucks. It sucks yeah. to see the franchises and the companies that we love fall the way they are. I mean, let's be honest though. Like, I think the franchises that we still care about are still turning 
churning out good stuff. Like I loved seven remake. 16 looks great. Part two for the seven remakes going to be good. Like persona seems like it's going in a good direction. Tales of okay. Rise looks great. You're, you're, you know, you're, like, you're, you're saying all this, you're saying all these yeah. Japanese companies, right? Yeah. Yes. But they had a really rough time in PS3. They had their rough they time. They did. They had like a whole generation. Yes. Where they they had their rough time and they learned and now they're trying to, you know, I mean, Tales had a rough time in the PS4 era. Yeah. I think they had a good time in the PS3 era because they released a bunch of games and they all sold decently. Good enough for yeah. them to keep making them because I remember Grace's F was going to be like the last one in the West. That was scary. And now it looks like just looking at a rise in general, that game just looks so polished. The game, combat looks so good. It looks so fun to play. But it looks the game all, definitely looks like it has a bigger budget than yes. any game before. Yeah. The, the thing is, it also looks like a Tales game. So people need to keep their expectations in check and not expect the world because it's going to be a Tales game. When it comes yep. to NPCs and stories and quests. Oh, sure. No, you're right. I mean, to me, all all I care about, or the thing that I'm excited about is, like, the level design seems way more interesting. The combat looks great. The character designs look good. I mean, most of my big complaints with Tails seem like they're being addressed, but we're going we'll we'll to find out in the final game. Yeah, exactly. Being, I guess... <laughs> Like we like ta- like tales and the new trails game. That's, I mean, games just have to look like they have to. They can look like that, and they just have to run, you know, run well. Like some of the best shooters right now that are that single player shooters that we played are like um, Dusk and stuff like that. Have you seen the graphics on Dusk? Mm-mm. They look like PS One graphics. Really? Yeah. High, I mean, high resolution, on, on but it's purpose? Like, on purpose. It's it's they're they're harking back to the old, you know, old shooter days, and it runs and plays awesome, and it sold well. It was really good. So, imagine like a battlefield game that harkened back to the old school. You know what I would love? Speaking of old school, I would love Unreal Tournament. You know, like mm. Unreal Tournament. No. Uh, like we're we're like going we're like really like ramping up the nostalgia with like you know pixel art came made a comeback and now it's like H- hd pi- pixel art is making a you know it's a thing i'm like let's make hd ps1 graphics like low poly like <laughs> that would be awesome there's some games like that right now they're on pc but they exist i could totally see that oh i'm talking about jrpgs like pre-rendered backgrounds mm. But make it look really good, like. Oh. So, okay, would you like the? Not okay. Imagine this. Okay. The model. Okay, the models would be like Final Fantasy Nine or Ten, that kind of mm-hmm. style, and the pre-rendered ba- uh, the pre-rendered backgrounds would be rendered really well, so they're really good quality. Yeah. Would that would that work? So they have it wouldn't be like Final Fantasy Seven models; it'd be like higher end models. Yeah. I even think 10 is too far. Like, I think 9 is the sweet spot because I think 9 is stylized, but it still looks good. And then, yeah, have the the backgrounds. Yeah, just... Yeah, that would be super cool. I would love that. 
See, the indies need to get on that and not take exactly and not come out in 2023. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna take that you, long, but it looks awesome. Yuden Chronicle, I'm looking yeah. at you, right? The game that we didn't kickstart is coming out before, amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's weird, but but the game does look the game does look cool though. You know what I will say? I'm curious to get your thoughts. You're talking about all these trends and stuff. I feel like there is a massive trend of making um, like farming life sim games. Like after Stardew Valley blew up, there's like a million of those games now. There are so many farming life sim games. It's because Stardew Valley exploded like that. Yeah. And well, the... people call them like cozy games now is kind of the term that people throw around. I mean, they are cozy. I mean, if yeah. it's the thing is they get flooded and then you're like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, like once Stardew Valley blew up, I'm sure everybody was like, oh, let's make one of those. And there's probably a lot of crap, but there's some that float to the top that are decent. Um, but yeah, it's you got to sift through the garbage. garbage, which is hard to do sometimes. It really is. Wait, what was coming out? Uh, isn't there a new story of seasons coming out? Oh no, story of seasons, friends of mineral towns coming out on other systems, right? Yeah, yeah, and Rousseau's Rune Factory Four. Really? Yeah, they're both coming out on PS4 and Xbox now. Rune Factory Four for the special. Special, edition. yeah, yeah. Holy I'll crap! Buy it a third time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't use my PS4 anymore, so. Or you would play it on your PS5, but. If I had a couch and not just, if I lived on my own, you know? Yeah. Hard to, yeah. Uh, so it was, yeah, E3 kind of depressed me. There's a bunch of games that look really good, but just like in general to see where this, this industry is uh, heading. Mm -hmm. or is in right now not heading just in it just made me really sad because but it'd be great if we just got like full trailer to just harken back to the good old pc days mm -hmm. so what you're really saying is there were no neckbeard pc games yes that got shown oh yeah. <laughs> like the neckwear 5 was like a perfect it was like a perfect example. It's not. It's not like it's 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 hard, It's MechWire, so it's some archaic. It's sometimes it's archaic because it's like all it is is you go play. You go do a base and you blow it up. Fight mechs and you blow it up. That's blow them up. That's all you do. And then you get better mechs and run your mercenary company. Very simple. Very very old school PC. You know, and it's nice. really it's really fun. I would love. And I don't know why Epic's not doing this. Make a new Unreal tournament. They could make it free to play, and they could make it. They could earn money by selling skins, stuff, skins for their weapons, skins for their characters, and they could keep their own. They could do all this leveling up crap that they like to do. Keep it in their servers, but also have people able to host their own. And but you can't get any, you know, any experience or something. You just play. That is what you get out of the game. You play and you have fun. You don't need to level up. No, Nick, you need to level up. You need the battle pass. Okay? No, you don't need that. You just need to have fun. No.
which is what I really experienced this in Overwatch, right? I was playing the beta before all the, um, the loot boxes and crap were out. You just mm. play. You just play the game. The game was fun. You didn't look. You didn't have to try to get the best stuff. And then when the loot boxes came out, and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't care about mm. unlocking stuff. Ugh. Yeah. But Tales of Rise is looking good. Um, was what was it? Dark Deity was fun to play. Mm-hmm. Guilty Gear Strive is fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor still can't find a, find a PS5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anime is fun. I need to catch up on anime. I'm way behind. You're way behind. I think the last episodes of the season are coming out now or next week. I think you're right. Yeah, because Crunchyroll, I noticed today they started announcing the summer season. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Craft, um, if you listened this long, I'm sorry for calling you out last episode. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, but. It's, it was it was it was a it's it's a problem close to heart. Like all the fandoms that I love are weird. I don't like being a part of them. <laughs> well, Taylor, what do you think you're gonna be doing in the next few weeks? games? What am I gonna be doing in the next few weeks? Well, by the time this episode comes out, I can say one of the games I have a review code for, but I have not even touched because I've been busy with other games. But um Definitely going to be playing some Scarlet Nexus. The uh, As of the time of this recording, the embargo lifts tomorrow. Um, so the reviews will be out and people will know what it's like. And then I think the game comes out Friday. I really wish I had a PS5 to play because I played the demo and it doesn't run at 60 frames per second on PS4. I'm like, oh, this game begs to be run at 60 frames, but still fun. So I'll probably be playing that. Um... I am getting this really cool um, JRPG book, so I might do a video on that. What do you mean a JRPG it's from, book? It's it's this uh, it's this book from Bitmap Books. I think it's literally called like the JRPG book or like the history of JRPGs. Hold on, let me look up what it is. But um, I want to do a video on it. So it's basically like yeah, just kind of a history of. Uh, jrpgs and it's got like cool art and yeah what's it called yeah okay a guide to japanese role-playing games is what it's called um so it's got yeah it's got like history screenshots i don't know as a jrpg fan i felt like i needed to have this even though i probably know everything about what's in it (laughs) i just don't buy a lot of like art books or anything but like this looks really quality so I'm excited to start uh, digging through it. All right, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, sir? Well, I guess I'll just announce it now. The Giant Sword Podcast is going to be going on hiatus for about a month. Uh, I'm going to be updating pretty much everything. Uh, So I want to upgrade the quality of... The, you know, not just the static background that you see here. I want to make it a little more involved. Um, guest, I want to get more guests. I already have a few in mind. Different topics, different sections. Not every not every uh, episode is going to be structured the same. Some are going to be have certain segments, some are not. What I want to do, um, uh, yeah, uh, I want to pretty much have a relaunch because it is the 150th episode. So... 
no, next episode will be the 150th episode. So I want that to be kind of a big thing. And um, yeah, I'm going to relaunch this, this, relaunch everything pretty much. Um, we'll be back in a month. Don't worry. Maybe even earlier. Um, the reason why a month, because I'm going to be gone on vacation for a couple weeks next month. So during those, I'll be working on all the stuff. Um, I'm going to be re- re- relaunching our Patreon and all those stuff so you could help support us. That'll be fun. I'll bring back the store with the t-shirts and all that so you can get the t-shirt with Taylor's face on it. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing and playing Guilty Gears Drive. And I'm have ideas. I have to do more that do not more to actually do YouTube videos. Uh, maybe I'll get onto that. I don't know. It's hard. It really is hard to do some of the stuff when your job requires you to wake up at two a.m. every day. Um, you get really tired, and it's hard to focus on stuff. So that's why I haven't been playing JRPGs as much, is because I'm really tired. And when I play JRPG, I have to focus, and I just like lay down. Yeah, but I don't want to think. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think. Actually, I did start Trails in Azure. Um, mm. I started playing that, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until I go on vacation. This will be my game I play on vacation. And that's why I stopped playing it. Nice. So, that's my vacation Bellishman. day. Oh, yeah. I played it, and I'm like, oh, yay. A new Trails game. <laughs> Taylor, did you already like, play Zero? I did. I beat Zero. Okay. I beat zero before four. Cool stuff. Nice. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, you, uh, hopefully you guys stick with us. Uh, we'll definitely still be active in the Discord. Uh, that will probably be being remod- remodeled as well. Um, but yeah, come join our Discord. Uh, Taylor showed it off in one of his streams the other day, and we got a lot of new people. Thank you guys for joining. It was fun. Um, it's fun to get to know you guys. Um, I'll be more active. Uh, game nights are going to come back. Uh, play some Mario Kart. Are you ready to play some Mario Kart, Taylor? Oh yeah, get owned. Get owned. Get no- Mario Karted back to 12th place. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, no Maddie though, so she won't use her <laughs> her hacked link anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us, and we'll be back in a month. And hopefully everything's all updated and nice and cool, and you'll all like it. So I'll see you guys later. Later.